This podcast is called Obsessed. Joseph Scrimshaw and his guest get some secrets off their chest. You should listen. It's the best. Hello and welcome to Obsessed with me, Joseph Scrimshaw. I am sitting in my home with a great guest. She has been on the podcast before. She's a dancer, a stork mansion professional, and also happens to be my wife. It's Sarah Scrimshaw. Hello. Hello. Thank you for being in our home. It's my pleasure to be here in my home, <laughs> our home. It can be Goodness. yours. That's fine. Well, we I can guess. share it's, it. Whatever. It's ours. We share it. We can, like uh, siblings who fight, we can tape it <laughs> off, and one half can be mine, and the other half can be yours. Uh, nah. Right down the old podcast table, we'll tape it off. This side is mine today, and the other side is lava. That's right. Awesome. I have the view today. I've never actually asked you this. Did you ever do that with uh, your brother? Did you ever divide parts of the house with tape? No, goodness, not with tape. I mean, like the back seat of the car. With tape? Not with tape, though. No, that was a little Scars. excessive for us. Did you do anything or was it, uh, was it <laughs> like should've. nations and states? The lines were imaginary. The lines were imaginary, but oh, well, well followed. <laughs> Very well followed. Okay. Well, we're not here to talk about boundaries between siblings. <laughs> that would be a fun episode. That'd be fine. Uh, but we are here to ha- do kind of a special episode uh, as people who listen regularly know that we have a Patreon for Obsessed, uh, and we have some patrons, and one of the reward levels is suggesting or even requesting a topic for the podcast. And a couple months back, we got a new patron, and she requested a great topic that is something that you actually happen to be obsessed with. Mm-hmm. And she also said, hey, by the way, just so you know, I really, really like the episodes that you do with your wife. And I was like, that's great because she's obsessed with your topic. So we're going to talk about this. to talk about it. And I want to listen about it. Uh, so we're going to just get into the details. Yeah. Are you ready? Oh, yeah. So uh, a shout out to our patron, uh, Wendy Fossum. Thank you so much for suggesting this and for supporting the podcast. Here is the reveal of her obsession. As a corporate type librarian, she wrote... I am obsessed with the organization filtering and analysis of information, which in a practical sense devolves into an obsession with spreadsheets, specifically Excel or tables in Word if you are dealing with Word-heavy data. People are afraid of Excel or Word tables, but they should embrace their function and ability to better your life. That is a great, juicy obsession, I think. It's fantastic. I just have to start by saying (laughs) thank you, Wendy. Oh, my gosh. Thank you. Because not only is it a great thing to talk about, but I love the way that she describes it um, and that she talks about um, a healthy way. I I don't remember what you said, but the last sentence, as you were listening, I just got distracted thinking about how much I agreed with what she was saying. You should embrace their function and ability to better your life instead of being frightened with them. I I really like this because not only is it a good uh, topic, but it is also the way she describes it reflects the topic. It almost seems like she might have a spreadsheet of here are the reasons that (laughs) this should be a topic on the podcast Obsessed. Wendy, if you do, please share the spreadsheet with me. <laughs> I think you're going to get a lot of uh, spreadsheet <laughs> sharing after uh, after this episode. Oh, I can't wait. So let's go back to the beginning. Obviously, yeah. by uh, your sounds of glee, you love spreadsheets. Uh, <laughs> but what was the beginning? This isn't the kind of, like so many obsessions. You're like, well, I first saw this superhero on TV when I was five. Like I was four and I learned how to draw lines. <laughs> uh, no, I wish. Coloring books and spreadsheet <laughs> bed sheets. What did you get? I, I wish. Gosh, honestly, I was thinking about this because I, I knew that we were about to start talking about this. And I don't honestly remember when I started working with spreadsheets. But I remember probably um, I think I really came to appreciate them and get a a deeper understanding and appreciation of them once I was in the working world. You know, I I might have used whether computer spreadsheets or, you know, pen and paper spreadsheets and tables earlier in life. But I think my true appreciation of them came when so much of uh, my job started to be bettered by the use of them. Yeah, yeah. So your college degree, uh, you uh, dance is is in there. Is in dance, you know, where you use a lot of spreadsheets. (laughs) (laughs) This table shows you where your leg goes. Um, Yeah, so did you encounter having to do any sort of spreadsheets, building, you know, graphs in Word or anything like that in college? 
Uh, if I did, I don't really remember it. Was it. An it was not an exciting no, moment. No, it and my other like, oh yeah, today's the day. Yeah, no, and my other major was history, so it was very you know movement heavy, writing heavy, reading heavy. So okay, not a lot of spreadsheets, essays, and grand jeté, pretty much, and not spreadsheets. Yeah. All right, so then you go into the workforce. Yeah. Um, and I think I know which job because I'm married to you. Uh, <laughs> but people who are not might not know. Can you talk about the job where you fell in love with spreadsheets? Yeah. So um. So there are two, but I'll start with, so the first one, my first kind of real job was I worked for a dance company in school in uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota called Xenon Dance Company in School. They're still around. I'll do a plug for them if you're in the area looking for a place to take a dance class. <laughs> Hands down, um, one great place to take dance classes, great dance company, go see their concerts. Uh, so when I worked there, I actually started there as what's called a work study student. So I would work in the office in exchange for free dance classes. Okay. And um, because I did have office experience and because, honestly, I think it's partly because I wasn't afraid of Excel. And they also did a lot of Access, which is another Microsoft program, like a a database program. So basically, uh, my first three months there would be updating um, their Access database and their Excel with a returned mail that would get back to them because they weren't very... um, Sorry, Zidon, but... They had a lot of staff changeover at the time, and so I would do a lot of updating it's of okay their databases. It's okay that you made them better with spreadsheets. I made them That's better. That's okay. Yeah. That's yeah. okay. They had the spreadsheets. And then I got hired because the person I was reporting to quit, and uh, I had been doing a lot of his job anyway as a volunteer. So then I got hired to do that job, and then I got to make more spreadsheets, including spreadsheets of, oh, who's going to class, and you know, which class is making what money and all of those details that you actually need to, you know, run a dance school. Yeah. So this wasn't collecting information to be used and analyzed at some time. This was super necessary information for the survival of the institution. Mm -hmm. I feel like there is a crucial missing step in your spreadsheets narrative that uh, so many people don't like something like Excel because they poke into it for a minute and it's really confusing. I have mm. used it just a very little bit. I am not a master at all. I will always, every time I've ever had to use it, I will master whatever dumb little thing I need for that exact task. But if somebody went to me and said like, hey, go into Excel and you know create a document that really lets us analyze this information and lets us add these numbers, but not these numbers and all that kind of thing, mm-hmm. I would be lost. And I feel like that's one of the uh, things that Wendy was saying in her description <laughs> yeah. of like people get put off. So did you just come into Xenon and just go, Excel doesn't frighten me? Or did you have <laughs> moments of stumbling or being put off by it? I, I honestly, I think that there had been a, a, a few really good um, spreadsheet designers prior to my tenure there. Okay. Who had developed good spreadsheets. And uh, the person that I worked for was not afraid of spreadsheets. So he he taught me some of the things that I learned uh, about, like, you know, some of the formulas that were being used and how they're being used and how to copy them. And honestly, I also wasn't scared of breaking it or I would, like, go make a little test one and figure out how it worked so that I wouldn't break okay, nice. the main one. Um, and that's actually – so the other place that I started to use Excel was I started working also at the James J. Hill House which I believe I've talked about on the podcast before, but it's a historic house museum run by the Minnesota Historical Society that's located in uh, St. Paul, Minnesota. And I started as a tour guide, but fairly quickly became one of their weekend managers. And one of my jobs was inputting all of the daily financial information into their daily cash reports. And that was a terrifying spreadsheet because it <laughs> felt like if you hit one thing wrong and it was you know two different things that were linked together, you were going to mess everything up you and, would embezzle money from the Minnesota Historical Society by accidentally hitting the embezzlement right? button. And like the historical finance gods would come and yell at you. <laughs> the historic and... finance gods. <laughs> I imagine since it's in Minnesota, they're like very ancient Vikings of some kind. <laughs> Probably. And they'd be like, ah, how dare you? And so I was terrified. And yet as I worked with it more, I started to understand how it worked and could actually update it. And that was like one of my joyful moments uh, in both places as I could be, find out, oh, this formula is broken in the cell. 
I don't have to just suddenly do everything manually. I mean, this is kind of a basic thing. I've learned how to copy formulas, which I feel like is one of those, it's one of those semi-basic things that unless you use Excel a little bit, feels really scary. And this is what I love about Excel is that um, (laughs) one of the many things is that once you find some of those little shortcuts, they're so easy. And I know that like, because I've found some and I know there's many that I don't know about, um, at some point I went to like a morning Excel workshop and I was like, okay, I'll see, you know, if there's anything I don't know. And they're like three super basic, Hey, if you do like control in this command, this is a really easy thing that takes care of things that have been taking me hours to do. Uh, or maybe oh, not wow. hours, but like minutes, multiple, like emotional I w- like, hours. Yes. Emotional hours. 10 minutes suddenly could be done with three steps. And uh, so that's one of the things that I love is that there's all these shortcuts and I do not consider myself an advanced Excel or um, word table spreadsheet user. I would maybe say like intermediate, but at the beginning level of intermediate, Yeah. but I still appreciate them and I appreciate everything they can do. And I look forward to continuing to learn more about them. <laughs> yes, you are very, I think you are uh, uh, very high end because I have seen you like uh, when we were, uh, before we were married, when we were engaged, that's mm-hmm. the word for that. Uh, when we were engaged <laughs> yeah. and you were working on your thesis, I feel mm-hmm. like you were whipping up tables and charts and that in Word. Mm-hmm. And uh, just to, to give a little bit of uh, my perspective, I'm so fascinated by this topic because I love organization but i'm not always great at it i feel great when i'm organized and some things i can't process unless i am organized so Mm -hmm. like i've worked with people on shows where i kind of not um i weird out is too strong they definitely take note of the amount of documents i generate in order to do a show (laughs) (laughs) but i'm not uh, i've never been uh, good at excel or kind of organizing things so to me not or or, or or those kind of documents that spreadsheets yeah or tables or whatever or graphs i the most beautiful thing to me is just writing everything down on a microsoft word doc and it's yeah. savage it's savage because <laughs> there's no tables there's you can't search it you can't it's just here is a list of potential guests here is a list of the items we will need they're just hundreds of to-do lists you in particular, because I do, I love making yeah. lists, but they go beyond lists because it's not lists. It's the system by which this will happen. Like mm-hmm. in my mind, it is more than a list because, I mean, a spreadsheet is just a super dynamic list, right? That can interact with itself. Yeah. Right? Is that, yeah. Is and that I mean, fair I have or is seen, that a really dumb thing to say? I would say that's fair. And... And people use Excel for things that I look at them and I go, oh, wow. Oh, wow. You You did that. Wow. How I that's beyond how I can understand. But someday. um, But part of it for you is that you haven't used Excel as much or haven't a need to use Excel because I've seen your word list. They are pieces of their masterworks. (laughs) Well, thank you. Thank you. In particular, I will mention because I know he won't mind uh, my friend Hal Lublin, who's been on the podcast and many listeners know him. Hal would say in this sort of loving way when we sat down to meet about uh, shows that we were recording to go like, you got your Microsoft Word docs? Because <laughs> he knew I'm just going to be like, Hal, what about this, 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 and this? Here's five different printouts. Yeah. I do have to admit that I have been in more than one meeting um, where people will be like, okay, so Sarah, uh, do you have your spreadsheet? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, which one do you want? And I'll have like three different versions. Which is, yeah, are uh, they looking for a specific one or they just know that if they ask you to do anything, you will have a separate spreadsheet for it? They probably know that I have a spreadsheet for it. And this is, this is maybe jumping way ahead of where you want to talk about, but this is one of the things that I find is that um, one of the challenges for me is finding that balance between how do you make, um, and I use Excel spreadsheets far more than uh, tables and Word. I use tables and Word somewhat, but we'll focus on Excel spreadsheets for now. Uh, that I find, you know, wanting to find how do I maximize the value of this spreadsheet versus that makes it too complicated so I just don't start on it because I don't have time um, to dig in and really figure out what's the best way to organize this data. Okay. But then at the same time, it's also then sometimes it's like, okay, well, I need all this information. I need it cataloged a certain way for this meeting, so I'll just do a spreadsheet. Oh, but then I need this other thing, so I'll just do that as a separate sheet on the same workbook. And then suddenly I have too many spreadsheets, which then makes kind of negates their usability right right because yeah. i think that is what it's about i think that's why i do these simple word things because it's it 
part of the reason to have organization is to give yourself a feeling of control. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have control over the program, if you mm-hmm. feel like you don't have the control over the program in which you are controlling your information, you don't have control. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say control seven more times <laughs> to make it clear that I think this is about control. Do you like control? In a good way. <laughs> well, I, I feel like... Uh, in a good way. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that's why organization feels good because you feel prepared. Yeah, Right? Absolutely. And you feel on top of things. I want to go back to specifically. I wanted to share yeah. a little bit of where I was coming from so any of my weird statements had context. Um when was the moment you, you shared your journey of figuring it all out? When was that moment where you were like, damn, I love spreadsheets. This feels great. Was that once you had really started um, learning some of these shortcuts at the Hill House, once you had tackled uh, using them to really track super important financial information? Yeah, I think I think it was a, it was one of those basic aha moments that maybe be like, oh, this is cool. well why okay yeah but no i'll tell you what the what the i don't know because it it feels it's like when you um are trying to put together like a puzzle and that last piece that last piece clicks into place okay and it's like oh okay i get this (laughs) i can use this and it's with those um so it's honestly it's it's with the the daily cash reports that we used to use at the Hill House. The system changed. I helped develop a version of the new system that was there before I left. It's been a few years. I don't know what they use now, but um, <laughs> but the system that was there when I arrived, there kept being some of the days where the links to the page where you entered everything were broken. Okay, and it was a little bit terrifying because it was a lot. You know, if you haven't used Excel a lot, when you connect between things there's dollar signs and if you do different things it, it makes the formula confusing and when i figured out not only how to make it work how to fix it and also how to change a few things to make it do what i things had changed thing 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 uh you know something that we needed to report had changed so i figured out how to f- add that to the existing report and still make it be in this very very specific fi- form that finance needed that was my that was my the puzzle clicks moment and that okay. was my this is cool i can use this and this can i can input data it can give me back information it can give other people information <laughs> and best of all is the time shortcut for things something like that because it's like okay i just enter all of my data in a chart yeah. and then this complicated looking page auto generates i print that and or email that to somebody and then i'm done and it looks to some to me from the outside, like I did all this complicated math, but I really didn't. I just imported uh, numbers into a page in a line, and then it just did everything. Okay, yeah, because this I is... did the work once. I don't have to do the work every day. Yeah. So this is this is fascinating to me because when you say uh, complete a puzzle, when you uh-huh. first said that, I imagine like you have like a, a little puzzle with pieces where you're like oh i put the final piece in and now we can look at the picture of the bunnies with balloons just like you're putting together a little cardboard (laughs) puzzle yeah but when i hear you describe it like that what it makes me think of emotionally is playing legend of zelda and like unlocking an actual puzzle in like a temple room where suddenly where you were locked into a room you hit the right thing with an flame arrow that you realized oh i need the flame arrow and then the stone moves everything resolves and now there's five different ways that you can go oh and a container opened and you have a new heart piece like that's a that's a fantastic i'm so excited i can't even find decide if i want to say fantastic (laughs) or excellent it's a fantastic excellent example excellent it's fancillent uh cool so it sounds to me like part of it for you when you were describing it is the ease of work Mm mm-hmm but it's about your emotions, but also what you're presenting to other people since you're doing it as part of an institution. Yeah. And I think the other thing that I really like about it, and I think that Wendy touched on this in her request for the topic, uh, you know this because you're married to me. And I like I like data. I like information. <laughs> My thesis, in fact, was partially about data. Um, but... <laughs> But there's a lot of it that comes at all of us, and we need a way to process it and to filter it and to organize it so that it's useful. So and you can find like the actual meaning within it, right? To to think about it in a uh, larger way, like financially. Yeah, whether you... it's the meaning in it or I need to go back and find this information about, you know, like I use it now with a lot of events. So like I need to go back and find some information about an event that happened two years ago. 
if it's in a, you know, I could flip through a lot of files, but if it's in a form and then I need to quickly compare it to another one, it's in an, it makes for easy comparison and it makes okay. for easy retrieval of information. So oh. it's almost like we're all creating our own little libraries. <laughs> and I know Maybe, you like libraries. I like libraries. Yes, because you like data yeah. and you like wood. <laughs> Those are two of the things that I know you like. And libraries. And I feel like a library is just uh, wood that's got a lot of data. On sure. the wooden shelves, yep. right? Yep. <laughs> anyway, uh, is Excel your favorite program, or is it mm. just the program that everybody knows? Or have you worked with any like smaller uh, programs? Do you wish there was an alternative to Excel? Honestly, I haven't worked with a lot of other programs that do similar things. There are a lot of other ones out there. The thing that's nice about Excel is that if you have access to Microsoft, you have access to it, so okay. people know it. Yeah. And it's and I feel like the entry point is easier. A lot of other systems, you need to have a lot more knowledge before you go into them, or they try to give you so many bells and whistles and be like, "Here, this is your template," but then it doesn't necessarily work. And that's the thing to me is like, Excel is both very beginner user friendly, and also you can make it do whatever you need if you have the time and the skill or know somebody to create it for you to make it happen it's like an instrument right like you can just you can get out three little chords on the guitar or you can yeah. play an absolute masterpiece if you know what you're doing it's kind of like excel is a piano oh it can okay. be so many different things nice nice and mm. i can slowly plunk out a little tune if yeah, i need to but you can bl just play chopsticks and that's fine i can play chopsticks mm -hmm. or i can use a little toy accordion which is my microsoft wordless <laughs> uh what is your favorite thing that you have used spreadsheets for? Obviously, you're thinking about it in a big picture way about the meaning of being able to access all of this information, easily share it, easily compare it. Uh, but is it work that has given you the most joy? Is it doing stuff for shows when uh, we have worked on producing theater together? I imagine there are some spreadsheets uh, that you kindly took care of for our little theater company. Mm -hmm. um, is it for our wedding? <laughs> Were there I think there were spreadsheets I'm for sure our wedding. There were spreadsheets. Um, what is your favorite? Do you have like a favorite project? And it can be work. Oh yeah, that's a great question. I think I'm gonna say work because here's here's my personal reality. Yes. And I'm gonna just assume I'm not alone in the world in this. Is that I. I love spreadsheets. I feel they're very usable, but you know what? They're only as usable as the data you put into them. And so if you run out of time and don't put the data into them, then you don't use them. And I feel like with some of the projects, like shows that you and I have worked on, I have amazing intentions. But if I but they're not necessarily things that I need to have the data entered into because I can figure it out without it. Okay. But some of the projects that work, I can, I need to have the data in there. And I don't, I'm just going to go back to those, those Hill House financial spreadsheets. Some of my favorites. <laughs> uh, it, it, what, what elevates them to a work of, I understand what you're saying of like the spreadsheets are true joy when you have, when they're helping you manage a complex amount of information. Yeah. And, and, uh, I'm sure as lovely as whatever spreadsheets we had for our wedding was, uh, it, it was not the same amount of data as... Yeah, I mean, like, the end project, that was my favorite end project, just to be clear. <laughs> okay. If, it would be fine with me if you were like, that month that everybody got paid, like, April 2007 at Hill House, that was way better than our wedding. That'd be fine with me. Okay, here's one that was actually kind of fun, and a different one, is um, it's a project that we worked on together, but it's one of your projects. You put out an album called Flawfest. Oh, yeah. Which had a lot. <laughs> I don't know why it sounded like Kool-Aid, man. I just, Ooh, yeah. that I just remembered the spreadsheets, and yeah, I got excited. They were pretty amazing spreadsheets, and it was everything. It was a Kickstarter project, so it was everything from backers, and there was a whole music album that went with it and everything of what we had received from the various musicians. Tracking so all the rewards that we had promised. And tracking all that, and we, and we had help with that from some somebody who was very good at creating spreadsheets as well. Yeah. And so uh, that was a, a very fun, specific project. 
Yeah, yeah. Sorry for, I got so excited, I hit my microphone screen. Oh, that's fine. That's fine. It's getting to be a tradition <laughs> on Obsessed. I think it's because it's, the podcast is called Obsessed. I think we it's excited. been at least three episodes in a row that someone has slapped the windscreen, which I think now I'm just going to make that a part of it. It'll just be like a bonus part of yeah. somewhere during the interview. It's like, and could you slap the windscreen now? That's right. That'd be great. It's just um, one of the questions. <laughs> and then I can make a spreadsheet and track which episodes <gasps> there you the go. windscreen got scrapped. There you go. Slapped. Yeah. Scrapped. And I will say... Um, um, just about like, I think one of my personal, um, maybe part of what I like about the Hillhouse one is that was a very finite, specific thing I was tracking. One of my current challenges in the world of spreadsheets is what I was mentioning earlier of just trying to figure out how to track a lot of information in a u- easily usable and shareable spreadsheet. Okay. Uh, easily usable and shareable. Is that because Excel does tend to look like its own sort of language when you really know it well and then trying to get it to output a complex thing into a simple thing for people who just need the information no this one's more about me not being sure exactly what information i need and then trying to figure out the best way to organize it and then make it usable but not scary for people who don't need it's not even formulas it's just charts okay so you're just you're still trying to unlock that room of the temple in legend of zelda exactly okay Fair enough. I need to find my fiery arrow. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I want to help if I can. Uh, Is there a decision that you have made based on information in a spreadsheet that you is like your go-to example? Because I think uh, pulling back the veil a little bit more uh, for people who are not married to you, uh, (laughs) your thesis was kind of about this. It was about uh, well, I'll let you say it because it's your thesis. Yeah. So I mean, my thesis was. I'm just going to put it out there. Before SurveyMonkey was a readily accessible thing. And I feel like a lot of my questions would have been changed. But I had worked for Xenon. I'd worked with and for other arts organizations. It was specifically about surveys that arts organizations were doing, trying to collect data. But then they didn't have the capacity, whether the time or the knowledge, to input all those surveys and then make actions based on those decisions. Yeah. And... With online surveys, if you can get people to do online surveys, you know, SurveyMonkey and similar programs have helped some of that. Or, I mean, even Google surveys. Uh, I recently did a, a survey for work, but it was a paper survey, so I'm inputting all the data, which is fine. Uh, then I get usable results. Yeah. Um, but that was but that was my thesis, was kind of uh, because, <laughs> clearly based on what I've said already in this podcast, because it's something I struggle with, is when you have this much data, but you don't have or make time and honestly sometimes just can't make time because do you go check in the class that needs to be checked in or do you enter your spreadsheets and be like I'm sorry I'm not going to take your money today yeah Um, I mean sometimes you just have to make other choices but I mean it's something that I've thought about a lot because obviously you did this thesis a while ago Mm -hmm. and then when we did have our theater company we put together surveys and you collected the data Yes. And then I was really hyper aware that for your thesis, you had interviewed lots of people. <laughs> this wasn't just an opinion. You interviewed yeah. a lot of arts organizations and found out they all were like, great, we know what our audience thinks. We know, but we don't have time to make different decisions based on it. So yeah. I feel like from your survey, we did make some decisions about how to advertise because mm-hmm. we did find out just where people are hearing about it. Yeah. And then we also found out that uh, when we were planning seasons that people didn't need us. It was a comedy uh, specific company that put on mostly like long form plays. Mm-hmm. We found out that people didn't need to see pre-written work that everyone was interested in original work. Yeah. So like those were two things like, oh, we could apply them right away. Yeah. This is great. I'm, I am I had even forgotten about those <laughs> spreadsheets. Okay. Yeah. So, and that was totally a spreadsheet and was very usable information. I feel like that's actually a, an excellent example of taking the information and, and using it. I was it. obsessed great example. to use it because yeah. it was that, because that was your thesis. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. how awful would that be <laughs> if we didn't uh, apply the information? So is there a time in your life where you have applied what you've what you've learned or what you the information you can manage that's like yeah yeah i mean honestly i'm going to say that's a really good one <laughs> that's a fantastic one um because a lot of how i use spreadsheets now is more for organizing data in an ongoing for ongoing needs it's not necessarily what's the answer at the bottom although that can be great for like programming of you know did this program like say your goal is did this program make a profit yeah. Um, which working in nonprofits is not always the goal. Uh, or did it, you know, exceed this 
other uh, quantitative measurement. Yeah. It's fun to be able to have things that you can measure quantitatively, uh, whether it's through a survey or (laughs) it's fun. Let me say my opinion as though it is fact. (laughs) I'm going to get a tattoo that says that it's fun to be able to measure things quantitatively. (laughs) I also like qualitative data. Um, yeah. yeah, no, I know you know exactly what you mean because any anywhere that a person works, there's going to be a lot of different opinions about mm-hmm. should we go this direction, should we go this direction? Oh, somebody in the institution wants to go in this direction, and it's cool to be able to person be the person who goes and like hits some buttons on Excel, and then you can just say that makes money. So yeah, if you want to do this, it makes money. The other thing you want to do does not make money. Boom. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I don't use it. I use it some for, you know, like kind of basic traffic tracking of um, finance. Like this is my budget for this line item this year. Have I overspent it or not? You know, kind of very basic, but it's a great way to track it. Yeah. Um, And a lot of um, like ongoing projects and, you know, where are we with this project and all of that. I mean, that's a whole other side of it to get into is project management yeah. and tracking all that, which yeah. most project managers use things other than Excel. But okay. Anyway. Is there a specific, is there the project manager uh, program? Well, now there's Microsoft Project, which I've actually never used. Okay. Um, there's a bunch of different Okay. Programs. Well, let me ask you a more philosophical question yeah. then. Do you think you like spreadsheets because of the actual organization the flow of information between you and coworkers in the institution or is the positive feeling more that feeling of organization and being on top of things and you know knowing where all the information lives is it the practical application or is that feeling i won't say control because mm. that's clearly my hang up mm-hmm. but that sense of ah Everything is where it should be. I'm doing my job. I'm keeping <laughs> all of the numbers in the cells, in the formulas, doing the dance they're supposed to do, and it's all where it's supposed to be. Is it that feeling, or is it actually using it? I think, honestly, for me, it's more about actually using it. I mean, I love the feeling of things being where they should be and information being where it should be, but I... Uh, my desk is a constant pile of papers that need to be dealt with. And um, that's some of them should be entered into Excel spreadsheets. So that's just like my working reality. Uh, Sorry to anybody that I currently work with who doesn't know that that's (laughs) what the state of my desk is. Um, But it is true. Uh, But I, I think that's what I like is when you're, when you're asked a question or asked to provide information, whether it's, a number, a response, or just, hey, we need to know how many, you know, how many weddings did we do last year? That, I mean, that's a very basic answer, but that you have it in a usable format that when the information is needed, you can quickly get it and don't need to go through and just like go through the calendar and count. So for you, it is the end result. It's the ultimate application. It's the application. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You love wood and applying data. <laughs> That is awesome. Uh, I want to ask you a a darker question. Yeah. Do you have a time or a memory where spreadsheets failed you? Where either something did actually go wrong or there was a mistake or they led you to an incorrect decision? Ooh, that's a great question. I mean, I certainly have times where I didn't realize that a formula was wrong and spent a long time trying to fix it. Okay. Or was like, oh, this is the answer? That's a weird answer. You know, we've <laughs> only had 22 people visit today, but somehow we brought in $22,000. That doesn't seem right. You're totally making me think of the uh, computer in Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. They put in <laughs> all the data and it's supposed to compute the meaning of life and comes up with 42. Like, uh-huh. That doesn't seem right. Oh, well, and there's the time that one said 42. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you just got to accept wish. that out of tradition. <laughs> Respect for Douglas Adams. Yeah, I I think, you know, my dark time is uh, <laughs> <laughs> with spreadsheets is when there's information that should be inputted that doesn't get inputted, uh, which is another survey for another show that you and I did that um, we did a weekly show. And for a long time, mm-hmm. we did surveys every week. <laughs> 
And I still have a box of those surveys, and I think only about half of them ever got entered into the spreadsheet. How awesome would it be? We did a show called Adventures in Mating, which is a choose-your-own-adventure romantic dating comedy that I wrote mm-hmm. uh, every Monday night for two years, two years. straight. Yeah. How amazing would it be if we finally put all that data together and then went back to the Brian Lake Bowl where we, uh, where we put <laughs> it on and shared it with the artistic director. Just so you know, yeah. uh, this is where people heard about this show. <laughs> that we did this is how many pe- times many, many people returned because that was one of the goals <laughs> oh yeah uh, since it was the choose your own adventures to have people return and see different versions, see different of, the different versions of the show yeah, i think yeah. that'd be pretty cool yeah yeah we had a lot on our plates well, we did uh we should have maybe <laughs> just put our actual life into a spreadsheet and maybe that would have helped no it would not I-, I think that is an interesting answer to my question that the programs themselves have never failed you and we're continuing to return to this uh sort of human and time management aspect of it of the only time it's ever failed you really is when you making time to apply it yeah and that that might be partly that that is uh what's on my mind today and i'm not saying it has never failed me but probably it's either been operator error or operator lack of uh of input no i mean i i I don't think you're alone in this and again you know this because we are married but there are things in my life where, like, I have so many books that I want to read right now, and uh, I keep buying new ones, and I want to read them. And there's a mm-hmm. part of me that's like, well, if I made a spreadsheet, well, it doesn't matter if I make a spreadsheet because I'm still going to struggle to apply it correctly. Yeah. Can I tell you a really fun story, though, about that? <laughs> <laughs> about me not reading books enough? <laughs> no. And and, and there have been lots of studies that it's good to have books around that you aren't going to read or that you do plan to read because it's kind of... Anyway, oh, good. I'm just yeah, going to make so. a suit out of books and walk around in them. <laughs> be very heavy. True. Clanky. Uh, no, I was at... Um, I, so I was at San Diego Comic-Con with you, but I was having a conversation with some other people. And, uh, you know, because this is... And I... In case people are not familiar with San Diego Comic-Con, big, giant, you know, pop culture convention. They have a lot of spreadsheets. (laughs) Well, I made a new friend talking about spreadsheets (laughs) at the bar. (laughs) So I was uh, talking to somebody that I I knew and there was a third person there and we were chatting and somehow they were talking about how much they love organizing things. And the reason it came up is because one of them mentioned that she reads so many books, she keeps a spreadsheet of all of the books that she's Damn. read. Yeah. And I was like, wow, that's amazing. I mean, I keep a list, which I've started to do just because I don't trust my memory. And so I keep a list to both be like, oh, yeah, I read a lot of books. And, oh, Sarah, you're kind of behind. You should read more books just to kind of as a self-tracking, uh, I guess. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, but no, she keeps a spreadsheet. And so they were chatting about spreadsheets, and I was half in the conversation. I was like, you're talking about spreadsheets? I love spreadsheets. And so I made friends with a new person because we were all talking about how much we like spreadsheets. And it started with exactly what you just said of a spreadsheet of books that you read. That is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't have that spreadsheet. But you yeah. made a new friend. All right, yeah. let me ask you this about Excel. Yeah. If I made a spreadsheet of the books I intend to read, yeah. of the albums that I want to listen to because there's mm-hmm. some albums that I just like want to I don't want to have them in the background I want to sit and do nothing but listen yeah make a spreadsheet of the movies that I want to watch yeah and then as I successfully enjoy these pieces of entertainment mm-hmm. I somehow uh, mark that in Excel yep and then if I collated all of them together and said here in the month of September is what I watched listened to and read could you make Excel tell me what I should be feeling emotionally. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Really? So you could build that. We were like, if you combine these keywords of this book and this thing, that these are the emotions that should result and that by the end of September, I should feel blank. Uh I should feel morose by the end of September. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I might... I'm offering this for you, my partner. (laughs) Uh, I don't know that I could do that for everybody, but yeah, I could do that. Okay. Mm -hmm. Our spreadsheets physically beautiful like do you find them aesthetically pleasing to the point where you would be willing to like frame one and put it up in our home Mm, if i framed one it would have to be for the content and it would either have to be like (laughs) okay this is amazing content i'm insanely proud of for some reason i've yet to find that spreadsheet or if it was something really unexpected or unique like this is a list of the different names that one street has had in london in the last 1000 years or something like something 
interesting like that. Or okay. even like honestly, like census data is basically a spreadsheet. It's just yeah. not on a computer. So, you know, like if there were interesting, like something, it would have to be something where the the actual information is, is interesting. The data has to be beautiful. Yeah. Or okay. intriguing. Yeah. It has to tell a story. Okay. Do you ever, though, uh, that makes sense for our walls, but yeah. do you ever look at a spreadsheet and find one to be particularly like, um, or any system of organization, because you, you have done tables yeah. and graphs. And that. Oh, yeah. is, there, is there one that you have ever made where like, it is so beautiful in its complexity or its simplicity that it's like actually aesthetically pleasing to you? Or is that just not how you think about them? <laughs> That's not how I think about them. <laughs> but I should try. That should be a new goal. Yeah. Yeah. Go, please, uh, if you have spare time at work, which I know you don't, uh, look at your spreadsheets and find out which is the most beautiful. Yeah. I okay. think that'd be a good thing to do on your lunch break, right? <laughs> <laughs> Come on and say, oh, man. look, sweetie, I framed man. it for our wall. This wedding spreadsheet. Oh, <laughs> look at that. That's awesome. Uh, because there are a lot of weddings at your venue you work at. Um, how about this? I got a question for you. How yeah. about this? If you could make and sell a system of organization yourself, sort of maybe a competitor ex- to Excel, uh-huh. what would the, like, the ultimate organization program be? be for you the thing that would create that feeling of joy because all of the data is where it's supposed to be but it's also easily communicated easily shared what would that system be like to you wow wow that's an amazing system well i'm gonna say a bunch of things that are probably things you can do in excel half of them i know you are you can um maybe if there were a version that you could have the like the back end version that you see but also have the front end version that somebody Ooh. else sees you know like you do with a like a website but and like you do with a table um i mean there's certainly that in other programs and i know you can hide worksheets and lock things and but that can be confusing if somebody else opens it um yeah. So it would be I mean, like right. a program where you could make it just as messy and complicated and, and hard for a non-Excel user or spreadsheet user to look at and mm-hmm. even comprehend. And then you could hit a button and just visual poetry would come out. It would just be <laughs> dripping with aesthetic beauty and people mm-hmm. would be like, I want to put that data on my wall. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. There's going to be a few little like art deco flourishes on it <laughs> just to make it actually visually interesting. All right. And what is the program called This uh, that makes the front end beautiful? What is it called? Is it called <laughs> beautiful front end? No, that's no, terrible. No, that's it's the really worst not. thing I've ever said. <laughs> it's going to be called Data Deco. Stick with the Art Deco thing. Data Deco. Data Deco. Yep. And for those of you who can't see, because this is a podcast, uh, <laughs> to tie it all together, Sarah did a nice dancerly arm to <laughs> demonstrate Data Deco. That's right. I'm the movement of the arm, or Data Deco for people who like to say data. You can pronounce <laughs> it how you like, whatever you want. There can be a spreadsheet with two cells, so you can choose the pronunciation, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> We're going to move on to our How Obsessed Are You questions. Do you think about spreadsheets every day? No. <laughs> uh, so out of sight, out of mind? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I you... mean, I would say probably like a good 80% of days I think about spreadsheets. Okay. But that, uh, I, well, let me ask this instead of making a, a, putting words in your mouth. Is it that you, you don't think of spreadsheets like literally crunchy program on a computer or is that you don't think of the larger ideas behind them on a daily basis like the idea of how can i organize information so i can apply it and make a a situation better because of that there are definitely days where i don't think about that okay. like nope just turning that part of my brain off that said i have woken up in the middle of the night going oh this is the best way that I need to organize the spreadsheet and quickly written down a note before I <laughs> fall back asleep so that I can have like, oh, this is how I capture all the data. Okay. So you do think of it like a, like an artist. You are yeah. a spreadsheet artist. I guess. Well, yeah. I mean, that's yeah. what I mean. People, when they, you're working on a screenplay or a novel or a poem or whatever, you wake up in the middle of the night and you're just like, oh, I got to write it down. And, yep. You've got that notebook by your bed and you jot it down. I have done that on more than one occasion <laughs> about spreadsheet design. Or would, data. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, or data. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, would you go to a three-day spreadsheet convention? 
Yeah, we learned so much. <laughs> That'd be fun. I mean, you met a, a spreadsheet friend at San Diego Comic-Con, right? Yeah. So what would you want that to be like? I mean, you're very excited about going, but would you like it to be like a... Uh, the kind of conventions we generally go to uh, are really fun. So, like, there'll be panels, but there's also, like, parties. People are dressing up as their favorite Microsoft Word table. Is that... <laughs> Do you want the whole experience? Not like a, a business convention where, okay. like, for three days we are going to learn all of the inside tricks of PowerPoint. I mean, like, no, there's... Uh, if you're the oh, type okay. to imbibe, booze is flowing. People are cosplaying as their favorite cell. I think that could be fun. That might that might be more than my level of of exception of exception of obsession. Um, if it were somewhere in between, if there were, you know, like so, uh, one of my favorite conferences that I went to is uh, Museums in the Web, and it's so it's got that nice kind of crunchy mixture. Like there's a lot of data that's discussed there because it's the web backend, some of it, but it's also front end. So if you have if you've got the fun, like, okay, everybody bring an example of your favorite spreadsheet and this is going to be the icebreaker. <laughs> but then you get to have like the lightning round presentations of here's why I really like what the spreadsheet does. But then you also have some learning times for, you know, oh, here's the shortcuts every we think everybody knows, but actually half the people don't know. Um, and yeah, sure. Have like a costume party for the second night of like the big gala. Why not? <laughs> All right. What's your favorite formula? Dress up as that, whatever that is. It sounds like you yeah. already have a data deco con plan. <laughs> uh, would you wear underwear with Clippy, the Microsoft office assistant on them? Ooh, yeah. <laughs> but I would prefer to wear <laughs> underwear that has a spreadsheet on it. Okay. Okay. Um, so, uh, Clippy is, uh, not really, he's more for letters, right? But he does, he does everything, right? I it, think whatever. Clippy shows up everywhere, <laughs> <laughs> which is kind of why I'm a little lukewarm about Clippy showing up on my underwear. I like it that he, it, it does sound, when you describe it, like there should be a horror movie about Clippy. <laughs> Clippy shows there up everywhere. Be. Clippy is always watching, waiting to see if you need help. You're camping. Uh, Here's Clippy. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. But uh, you would want to uh, have something that's like fun on your person that is celebrating this idea of spreadsheets and organization. Yeah. You know, I mean, this is and this is just me. Like, I don't know that I would wear like a T-shirt that's a bunch of like, you know, Excel I would need the right location to wear it. I'm not okay. just going to wear that. And that's where sometimes something like underwear socks, like I would love Excel socks. Yeah. That would just be a really fun thing to have that I would wear with pleasure. What about a suit where the top of the suit, the information is just all spread out and messy. And then the pants are like these organized rows of data. <laughs> so it's like it's a very meta suit that I have to spend a lot of time explaining. <laughs> That's true. So again, the right location, like I would totally wear it to um Data Deco's convention party. Okay. But just a day at work probably. A day at not. work probably not. Yeah. Like but but it's an advertisement to anyone you're working with at work. Like, look at my pants. That's how much I'm gonna organize any data you give me. <laughs> uh if a politician ran on the platform that all schools should teach spreadsheets as a basic fundamental of education would you support that person i support that platform but i'm not gonna support somebody just on that platform <laughs> okay <laughs> i feel like you're you're gaming the system with my <laughs> questions here would you be excited would if, if somebody that you already generally agreed with made that a part of their platform would, would, yeah. would that be exciting to you do you uh, do you feel like that's a good thing. I feel like it's a good life skill. You know, at this point, most people need to use computers. Uh, I feel like it's it's one of the good life skills in terms of organizing. And you can even apply some of it to, you know, just making paper charts. It doesn't yeah. even have to be about a computer. Yeah. Because you've had jobs where it is necessary. It is already in place that you use this kind of organization. You oh, love yeah. this kind of organization, but you feel like it is a larger good idea for everyone. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm sure there's some people who don't need it. But yeah, I feel like it could be... Abs, I, yeah, I okay. would support that. Okay, cool. Uh, <laughs> and our theoretical politician hasn't done anything awful, okay. so you can just, you, just you know, <laughs> you are safe giving your vote to uh, Hannah Cranberry Town, <laughs> just a politician I've made up who really likes Excel spreadsheets. 
if Microsoft Office was going under, would you contribute to a GoFundMe to keep Microsoft Office afloat? <laughs> See, these questions no. are very theoretical. Yeah. So you you have to actually believe this is happening, right? Uh, this is a crazy scenario, right? Mm-hmm. But you truly believe that they are actually in risk of going under. No, because I've already created Data Deco, so <laughs> I'm going to push Data Deco. Okay, so you're going to be you're going to happily dance on the grave <laughs> of Microsoft Offices. You know, it'll be a mournful dance. <laughs> okay, I was also a dance major. I can do mournful dances. Rest well in peace, Clippy. Yeah. Yeah. Dances, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Fair enough. Uh, would you ever make a spreadsheet to track every spreadsheet you have? <laughs> no, mainly because I know I know myself and I know I wouldn't update it. And then okay. it would be use- useless. So you know ahead of time things that are like, there's no point in making this spreadsheet. Sometimes. Okay. I feel like that would be a moment of clarity for me of saying, okay, one, maybe a little excessive. Two, Sarah, you're just not going to take the time to do this. And therefore, it's what's the point? But have you ever in figuring out... Uh, you were talking earlier about managing spreadsheets to be like, what information does it need? This information is extraneous, mm-hmm. and I or or paring it down so people can understand. Have you ever made any sort of nesting doll spreadsheet where like here's the Uber level spreadsheet, but then under that is a separate spreadsheet? Do you know what I mean? Mm. You, know, I haven't. I've used ones that other people have made, but I have not made one myself. Okay. Do you think those are beautiful or are those monstrous uh, things that, that can spiral out of control? A spreadsheet um, of spreadsheets. The one that I used was, it was used for tracking um, grants uh, applications and it was used really well. Okay. And I was very impressed with it and was happy that I wasn't the one who had to create it. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. So your general attitude towards them is positive mm-hmm. uh, spreadsheet of spreadsheets, but you yeah. yourself would not make one for fear of not updating it. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, would you participate in a live spreadsheet proficiency tournament? <laughs> yes, to be somebody who could be eliminated pretty quickly in the first <laughs> round. But I want to. I, I want to actually dig in. So I, I ask this partially because you know, in the last year or so, I've done two appearances on Clyder's movie trivia showdown, mm-hmm. which uh, I'm very happy I did. They've been very very fun. They're both about Star Wars trivia. But it was that question of, do I want to take something that I just love and turn it into, A, a performance Mm -hmm. that I was pretty much fine with, but B, an actual competition. Now, Mm -hmm. like for people who don't know the Schmodown, it's kind of inspired by by wrestling. So there's an element of storytelling of you kind of play a character. I chose to play a very like peaceful Jedi character uh, because I didn't want to be overly competitive about it but Mm -hmm. i'm still sitting there actually competing to win yeah in that you know i think if anybody has any level of competitiveness you put Mm -hmm. yourself on a stage to compete then it it's taking something you love Mm -hmm. that you're comfortable with i know this much but now i need to prove it to an audience it's both fun and challenging yeah I'm, i'm really curious given that i went through that experience if that's something that you would like to do with your love of spreadsheets. <laughs> I feel like the performance aspect of it is something that I could get into mm-hmm. and, you know, come up with a character and all that, that I uh, was like, yes, I can. <laughs> your pro wrestling spreadsheet character is delighting me it's, already. <laughs> it's kind of shruggy so far. <laughs> uh, but I, I mean, I really like my use of Excel spreadsheets, but I, I know what can be done with them because I work with people who are far more skilled at it than I am. And it's not being self-deprecating. It's just being honest. Yeah. Like they do things that are amazing with them that I don't know how to do. It isn't that I'm not capable of learning them, but I don't know like all the different formulas. I don't like, I use, you know, probably 10 formulas in Excel and there's, I'll exaggerate and say millions, but there's easily like (laughs) hundreds and hundreds of of, um, formulas that you can use. Like all the complicated like trigonometry and stuff i don't use that and so if it were actually a competition for knowledge yeah 
I would just have to be the delightful character that everybody enjoys. And they're like, oh, look, she got kicked out right away because I just wouldn't get that far, which I think would be fine because I don't feel like I have that high level of knowledge. Yeah. But if somebody was like, hey, Sarah, I really need somebody who's going to win. Will you do this? Then I would have to be like, no. Would it be something that you would train for? Because I think the positive side Mm -hmm. of competition is pushing yourself uh, to do your very best. Like for me, when I think about competition, like I, I'm sometimes not sure about the the part where like you're trying to beat somebody else. Yeah. But the part where you are trying to play against yourself and push yourself to do your very very best and push yourself beyond the limits that you thought you had. Mm-hmm. Uh, it sounds like I'm talking about something noble. I'm talking <laughs> about uh, remembering the name of the Chadra fan and the bar of the cantina. Uh, <laughs> How do you feel about that idea of like, this is something that I've liked that's been part of my life. I want to push myself and maybe surprise myself. Maybe yeah. I'm not the the fun, funny one who gets eliminated. Maybe I'm the monster that no one can defeat at speed spreadsheet. Do I get a coach? Yes. Okay. If I get some time to train with a coach, like a month yeah. or more to train <laughs> with a coach, like daily practice, the coach knows everything and gets to teach me things and then I get to practice them. Yeah, I could do that. Okay. Or I'd be willing. I mean, I don't know that I'd still do that well, but I'd be willing. That'd yeah. be fun. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. Uh, if a friend consistently mocked spreadsheets on Facebook, would you unfriend them? No. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I really enjoy them, but I I, I, I don't know. No, that's, okay. not, that's not an unfriendable offense. So you're... you're uh, affinity for them is about your personal relationship to them yeah yeah and i mean i and i enjoy talking about them with other people clearly um <laughs> but if somebody's like ah you know i had to spend the whole day doing spreadsheets again i'm gonna be like huh you don't get the joy goodbye but you wouldn't say goodbye i would not that's what i'm saying i would not say that <laughs> i would not say oh you don't get the joy goodbye oh okay yeah uh but you would think you don't get the joy it would just be like so sad for you (laughs) well i know they're not for everybody and for me part of it is that i've often liked what i'm tracking in them okay and if i were tracking things that i really didn't like or didn't find engaging i mean sometimes it's just numbers so it's not that engaging but you're using it for an engaging purpose and if it were truly just like another day of data entry about numbers that i don't even know what they mean I could totally see being exhausted and bored and frustrated with them. Okay. Yes. No, that makes total sense that you... uh, I've done data entry. I know. This is fascinating because when I I gave you just a blank politician, you assumed that they were perhaps not great. (laughs) And then when I gave you an imaginary friend, you uh, assumed the best of them. Um, No, I totally understand it. uh, If somebody was just like, oh, I'm doing some data entry right now. It's really boring. Ugh. But what if somebody was consistently attacking the philosophy behind why you value spreadsheets? Is that Mm. philosophy behind them important enough to you that you would be like, I don't want this in my life anymore. I don't need people to constantly attack the value of carefully collecting and organizing information and making it uh, easy to communicate with other people so it can be applied and make something better. If Mm -hmm. people are like... That whole process is dumb. It's all bullshit. You know, just use common sense. We don't need information. Yeah, common sense is better than spreadsheets. Like if somebody was on and on like that. Yeah. How much would that get to you? Um, it would it would get to me. I mean, certainly this is I think I would be kind of fascinated to have that conversation. Say I was like hanging out with a group of people and, you know. At a restaurant or something. Yeah. And one person's like, bah, 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 spreadsheets, <laughs> meh, organization, I hate it all. I'd be like, ooh, interesting. Tell me more. And like, I would you totally would try to. Data. I, I would. And then I would make my opinion about whether or not I would friend them on Facebook after the event. Okay. Fair enough. I accept this answer. <laughs> I normally ask people if they would fight with somebody in person. And I know that you would just say no. So I changed it to unfriending on Facebook. And even then, you're like, no. No, I might fight with him in person, though. Okay. It came full circle then. Uh, but now I have a new How I'm So Sorry question about if people would unfriend <laughs> people on Facebook over their obsession. All right. You have asked, or not asked, you have answered this question in different ways before. But yeah. I'm going to ask it again because mm-hmm. it's, it's the classic. If you just finished building a massive spreadsheet, you hadn't hit save yet. You were just about to hit save. And a bear grabbed your laptop. Oh. 
would you try to get it back from the bear? Oh. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, so here's here's the thought. <laughs> I recently listened to another episode of Obsessed where your guest uh, had been taught on how to make bears scared, okay. which is to get really big. So I think I would maybe try that first so like can i jump and get really big which i'm now doing because you can see that on the podcast it's it's very scary are you scared are you gonna run away and drop my laptop i'm really i'm really scared so if you drop my (laughs) laptop then i'm gonna run and grab it if if it's like you know you've covered my laptop in honey um (laughs) no it's winnie the pooh who's taking this eight foot tall winnie the pooh yeah yeah like if the polar bear has taken my laptop and dove underwater with it okay. i mean it's gone anyway but it was um, just a uh kind of you know a grizzly a bear, bear you know you try to be look big and see I if try it to look got. big and see what happens right and if it charged toward me i would run okay figure out what you're supposed to do to get away from a bear so i would consider it how's that would you if like in an action movie if the uh-huh. bear was just standing there would you uh try to just dash your hand out and just hit enter to to make the program save and just like you can take the laptop but it's backed up on the web as long as i hit this one button would you try to like like an action movie just jump in and hit the one button and then get away from the bear yeah (laughs) all right in the whole go ahead (laughs) what no oh it it really looked like you're gonna say something i I would also throw the rock in the other direction you know doesn't that i feel like that's an action movie thing like Okay, I throw a lock over there so they look away for a second, and then I can hit control save. <laughs> oh, and then I make, make the bear <laughs> look the other <laughs> way. Yep. Right. So you would keep some honey in your desk, and you'd throw that uh, oh, honey-covered yeah. rock, yeah. and then you'd lash out quickly and hit save. Yeah. So the whole premise of this question is dumb, though, because you save as you go, right? I do. Yeah, I know. Usually, I, like, but every once in a while you don't, and then you come back, and that's the day that Excel, because I've been having a lot of problems at work lately. <laughs> you're say, that's where the Excel, day a bear comes in your <laughs> that's, office. That's the day a bear walks in. Uh, <laughs> no, I keep having Excel crash at work, and I keep getting messages like, Excel has stopped working. And so I've started to, for a while there, I was not being so great about saving. Now I'm being really great about saving constantly. Okay. Um, that is another obsession of mine. Saving things. But not an interesting way to talk about. <laughs> mm, we should talk about saving things in a, in a larger way, <laughs> looking at my piles of action figures and books. Anyway, uh, can you make a noise to sum up your obsession? <laughs> I'm I'm going to go with the, the one that I just made for the bear. with Because that's also like the sound of glee of like, ooh, it yeah. worked, ooh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Woo. So just a delighted Woo. surprise. I'm just going to keep making it for the rest of the podcast. <laughs> I like that because it is almost like, well, it worked it again. It worked. I saved it. Yay. It's there. <laughs> All right. On a scale of 1 to 20, 20 being the highest, 1 yeah. being the lowest, how would you rate uh, your obsession with spreadsheets and organization and application of data? If we're talking obsession and not um, uh, how good I am at it, but just how much I like the thought of it and like to think about it, I'm going to give myself a 16. A 16. Yeah. All right. That makes sense because it's a big part of your life and it is a part of your life that uh, naturally comes with stress because it's, it's work and it's responsibility, mm-hmm. but your initial reaction is joy. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And I do often think about how to make spreadsheets better. Um, or more usable. Um, even like as much as I said, I don't think about them every day. I, I do often think about them just like, oh, well, how would be another way to approach this data or to a- approach this other thing? And like, just for like, I need to do some simple subtraction. Okay, I'll make a an Excel spreadsheet. I mean, not like for twelve minus four or something, but like, yeah, I need to do like this every month, so I'm gonna just make a spreadsheet for it, and then I've got it. Okay, cool. I should start a spreadsheet of people's obsession levels so I can find out. I didn't. Yeah. Do it. I wasn't uniform with the numbers, though, so it's just going to be a messy, useless spreadsheet, but still fun. It's going to be fun. <laughs> you can turn it into a fraction percentage. <laughs> Excellent. I will ask you to do that. No, I won't. That's awful. It's the worst thing I could ever do. Uh, quick plugs uh, before our final questions. People can follow you on social media, right? Instagram, yes, Twitter? Yes, yes. I am on Twitter at Sarah underscore Scrimshaw. And I am on, <coughs> excuse me, I'm on uh, Instagram at Scrim Street. 
Yeah. And anything else? Com- I'm trying to think if you have any events coming up at your place of work, or uh, we'll we'll have some stuff that we're doing uh, soon, I believe. Yeah. Uh, no, that's kind of the main the main stuff right now is uh, Instagram for photos of flowers and cool historic architecture. And the occasional cocktail. <laughs> I was going to say, don't leave out the cocktail. Oh, no. All right. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram is at Joseph Scrimshaw. You can follow Obsessed Podcast on Twitter and Facebook is at Obsessed Podcast. You can also check out the Star Wars podcast I co-host. That is called Force Center. For info on all my upcoming shows and comedy albums, you can check out my website at josephscrimshot.com. You can support Obsessed by backing us on Patreon. For full info on that, go to patreon.com slash josephscrimshaw. And if you want, if you uh, back us at a certain level, you can suggest a topic for the podcast, which is great fun. All right. Final questions. Yeah. If one piece of furniture in your office could be sentient, what would you want to be sentient? <laughs> um, okay, this is a, this is a weird one, and then you can tell me if I'm cheating because it's not actually furniture. Uh, it's just what jumped to my mind. So I yeah. uh, there's a there's a piece of um, it's a piece of I consider it a piece of art. Uh, can can that be sentient? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So what it is is it's a piece. Uh, there's uh, carved woodwork in the house, and it's had a lot of coatings on it. And the restoration team that was working on it put the paper. Um, or fabric over the coating, you know, coated it and then pulled it off as one big coating. And so it's kind of like an imprint of the wood carving, but it's all different colors because it's all the different colors of paint that were underneath the coating plus the coating. I want that to be sentient. Okay, so this is kind of, this is Greystone Mansion. I can't remember if we've, we've mentioned oh, yes. it on other podcasts, Greystone uh, Mansion mm-hmm. that you work at. Uh, and this is basically a piece of the history of, the house, the layer, the literal layers of history represented by this. It is. So that I would want that sentient piece of history to be able to talk to me about, well, I guess whatever it wants to talk to me about. I'm not going <laughs> to tell it what to talk to me about. But I would love if it give me stories from like the 50 years of filming that it's seen or the wood that it came from and what it was like to grow up in that forest. Like I want, I want history. I want stories. I want I, yeah. this to be like the sentient artwork that makes me accidentally stay 20 minutes late because it's telling a really interesting story. That is awesome. I want to come there and ask <laughs> about the squirrels that might've run upon it. Right. How was, how was Jerry Lewis when he filmed disorderly <laughs> orderly at Greystone? Was exactly. he, was he well behaved? Yeah. Yeah, man, that's great. All right. If you could shoot one of the following things out of your hands, which would you choose? Classical music or whiskey? Oh, oh, hard choice. Oh, my gosh. <sighs> um, Whiskey. Whiskey. Okay. Yep. Is that... Now, why did you come to that decision? <laughs> um, Because <laughs> cause I, can, I usually have access to some sort of... I mean, I because if I need to make things slippery... You can use whiskey to make things slippery. What a waste of whiskey. If you need to distract that bear, I could shoot whiskey in the opposite direction and right. then I could run back and save my spreadsheet. I love a bear that would run after whiskey. <laughs> right. And um, I love classical music, which is why this is such a hard choice for me. But I feel like there's a lot of other ways to access classical music. I realize there are a lot of other <laughs> ways to access whiskey. But to be able to just produce it like a superhero who can produce lightning out of their hands. Yeah. You have whiskey hands. Man. I mean, what a yeah, gift. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. yeah. You will be the hit of uh, Data DecoCon. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The final question for everyone on the podcast. You have obviously answered it before, but it always is changing. It's a moving target. Mm-hmm. What is happiness? Happiness is gonna give a different answer but i'm gonna give one related to the topic happiness is a well-organized spreadsheet that's hanging on the wall while you're drinking whiskey out of your hand and gazing (laughs) at the waves on the ocean just lapping but you're enjoying them so much you're not tracking them for a spreadsheet (laughs) okay that's great happiness to you (laughs) this time around is like a really great really weird like uh meditation cd meditation you know listening opportunity to just have the way you did that to just like all right there's some data on the wall (laughs) whiskey is pouring out of my hands Mm -hmm. the ocean is laughing you can see the ocean out the windows yeah but you're not tracking it you're just letting go and breathing in and out (laughs) 
happiness is spreadsheet asmr that's what we came to (laughs) (laughs) thank you very much uh, for joining me and it's so awesome that you had this uh, exact obsession that was requested thank you for taking the time to chat with me about it my pleasure thank you and thank you wendy for suggesting the topic absolutely that is our podcast You've been listening to Obsessed. Joseph Scrimshaw and his guest shared some stories with the rest. Rate five stars if you're impressed. Okay, here's the spreadsheet that I am going to make someday is a spreadsheet of cocktails. Ones that I've made, ones that I've liked, figure out a rating system, and then it'll come to some glorious answer at the end. Great.